This is Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison from Asset Protection Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 25 years of experience in the financial industry, Gary provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison. Hello and welcome back to Wealth Talk. My name is Gary Garrison and I'm right here from Little Rock's Asset Protection Wealth Management. We are so glad to have Tony Shore, our co-host, back again today. Tony, how was your fourth? I had a great 4th of July, one of my favorite holidays, Gary, and it's great to be back with you this weekend, but uh, spent a couple of days with the family, and I love the 4th. It's one of my favorite holidays because uh, grilling, you get to grill and eat numerous kinds of meats, Uh, had burgers, had brats, uh, had shish kebabs. It was fantastic. Spent a lot of time with the family. So. I had a great one, and I'm feeling great. Good to see you today. I was excited about coming in, doing the radio show. We've talked about this. How about you, though? How was your 4th of July? Oh, we had a great time. I had my daughter, uh, Sarah, and her fiance Caleb, in from Kansas City. We uh, grilled out, had some hot dogs, hamburgers, corn. I grilled some corn out on the grill. Oh, that's good on the grill. Some sausage and watermelon. I mean, ice cream. We did it all right. Yeah, that's actually Just kind of an eating fest, so that's right up my alley. Yeah, the 4th of July and Thanksgiving, if you like to eat, those are the holidays right there, I think. (laughs) Absolutely. It was wonderful. It was hot, but, you know, that's that's what it is this time of year, and uh, really, really good to have a few days off. So I appreciate you coming in today and and doing the show with me. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm really excited about today's show. And you and I were talking earlier in the week about how we were both really excited to talk about money and relationships. Yeah. And, you know, it's a huge deal nationwide. It's very, very important. And, you know, at times they can feel a bit like oil and water. You know, what what steps can you take to avoid chaos and stress when it comes to discussing and managing finances, you know, in, in relationships? So we're going to talk about that today. And, um, you know, we're going to really get into it and, and you know, in, involve the spouse and, and talk about, you know, how it all affects each other. And so looking forward to the show today. Well, yeah, that sounds like a good one. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, 4th of July, uh, we think about our independence and our country, uh, our great country, uh, America. We celebrate being Americans. And obviously, as Americans, uh, we want to be able to deal with our money and uh, our relationships and how money affects that. So this is going to be an interesting topic. And I always like learning more about my relationships with money. (laughs) Close, Tony, but no cigar. (laughs) Listen, that's funny. Today's episode, however, focuses on money issues that impact your marriage or relationship. It's something that many of our clients have had to deal with at some point or another. Now, taking the time to address these issues before they turn into problems can be very valuable. One of our main sources for today is an Investopedia.com article, Top Six Marriage-Killing Money Issues. Money can be a source of stress for individuals and couples and really any other kind of interpersonal relationships. In fact, listen to this. 
According to an October 2018 American Psychological Association report titled Stress in America, 64% of adults surveyed are stressed about money. So clearly, money issues do affect the majority of Americans. So money stress, obviously that's something all of us have probably experienced at some point in our lives. And when you add in relationships, uh, the pressure cooker gets turned to 11, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, it does. That's very true. And that's why today we're going to focus on a few money issues that impact couples, starting with keeping separate accounts. According to the Investopedia.com entry, some people, uh, excuse me, some couples decide to split expenses down the middle and pay their half out of their own private accounts. Often this type of financial set up results in resentment about who gets to spend on what and when. So it can even evolve into a competition. I paid for this, you must pay for that, etc. In some cases, having separate accounts can also lead to one partner hiding money from the other. We hear about this. Now, the drawbacks of separating finances can also include reduced buying power and eliminating other financial benefits that really may come with marriage. Well, yeah, and you don't want to limit that. A marriage has its benefits when it comes to money uh, and combining the money. And uh, those uh, seem like, uh, it seems like joint bank accounts might be a good option. What are some benefits to having a joint account? Well, that's a great question. And there are several benefits to a joint bank account. And joint bank accounts are very common. According to the Balance.com article, should you have joint or separate bank accounts, A TD Bank survey showed that 76% of couples said they shared at least one bank account. Now, joint accounts tend to provide more transparency and spending for each person in the relationship, and they can also streamline some legal affairs. In the event of one of the couple passing away, joint accounts allow the surviving partner to maintain access to their funds. Now, in my experience, some married couples also find that it is easier to keep track of spending as all expenses are contained and consolidated within one account. Wow, so those all seem like positive reasons then to have a joint account, right? Yes, they certainly are. However, there can be drawbacks to a joint account as well. Some individuals can feel like they have less control or independence when they don't have their own account. Joint accounts can also lead to issues if the couple isn't communicating about spending. You're not talking about it with your partner. Perhaps you both assume the other was going to pay the electric bill and it never got paid. Or in the reverse, it gets paid twice due to confusion. So joint accounts can also be potentially problematic when a relationship ends, though. Because both parties have access to the money in the account, either person could withdraw the money and close the account without the other's consent. This could lead to some very messy and uncomfortable breakup moments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that scenario almost feels like something out of a movie. I mean, one partner empties out the account and skips the country. Uh, yeah, that would yeah, make exactly. things a bit awkward. Yeah, just, just a tad. You know, uh, debt is another issue, though, that can be awkward and uncomfortable. Debt is a serious issue for many Americans, and it can adversely impact a relationship. It can take many forms, whether it's credit cards, car loans, gambling, or so much more. Now, most people bring debt into relationship. Debts that are brought into a marriage remain attached to the person who brought them in. However, there are nine states that have determined that debts that are incurred after a marriage are generally owned by both partners. 
That's really interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, very interesting. I didn't realize that some states actually had that rule. Uh, what states does that impact? Well, these states are Arizona, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, and Wisconsin. You are not liable for most of your spouse's debt that was incurred before marriage in those states. But any debt incurred after the wedding may be shared by both individuals, even when applied for by only one member of the relationship. And you know, Tony, so many people don't know that. They're not aware of that factor. And debt can potentially be a problem that causes resentment, especially if one member of the partnership feels like they're paying for debt that they shouldn't have to cover. I recommend that couples discuss their existing debt before combining their financial lives. They need to know the debt the other one has. They could even potentially enlist the counsel of a financial services professional to help facilitate the discussion. Now, in the next segment, we're gonna look at a tool that we use at Asset Protection Wealth Management to help examine how each individual feels and reacts to the market and to risk tolerance. Wow. So. You know, our time is almost up. That's really great information, but we do have to take a quick break here before we continue. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Gary, before we take a quick break here? Yeah, Tony, thanks. I would. You know, preparing for retirement is an important part of any financial process. You can visit our website at apwealthmanagement.com, and you can call or text our phone number at 501-225-9045. And I encourage all the listeners today to go to our website and click on the My Score tab and take the Comra test. It's an interactive little fun little quiz. It's 11 questions. And the good part is there's no right or wrong answers, Tony. I know that's important to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it will help you determine your score and determine how much risk is okay for you to take and make sure that as a couple you're not taking too much risk. And it can be utilized whether, you know, you do business with us or anyone else. So I encourage everyone to go to apwealthmanagement.com, click on the My Score, and take the little Comra quiz. It's really fun, interactive, and it'll be really nice for you to determine what your score is. So go to the website today. All right, and make sure you stick around. We're going to be right back to continue this discussion here on Wealth Talk with our host, Gary Garrison of Asset Protection Wealth Management. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Asset Protection Wealth Management by visiting apwealthmanagement.com or calling us at 501-225-9045. Welcome back to Wealth Talk. I'm Gary Garrison right here from Little Rock's Asset Protection Wealth Management. Today, we're talking about money and relationships. And it's a very interesting topic. Uh, We encourage you guys to go to our website or give us a call at 501-225-9045. You can also text that number or go to our website at apwealthmanagement.com. Com. And I'll go ahead and give a little plug here. You know, uh, and while at my website, you can click on the radio page and check out past shows and subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify and listen to our shows as a podcast at your convenience. So today, one of our main sources of information is investopedia.com. 
and we're talking about top six marriage killing money issues. Now, in the first segment of today's show, Tony, we looked at two different potential issues, joint accounts or individual bank accounts and debt. The investopedia.com article refers to the next issue as personality. They define personality as how you handle money. Are you a spender? Are you a saver? I'd like to take this one step further and look at it as risk tolerance. Instead of just lumping each partner into a broad category, it can be useful to learn what type of risk each member of the partnership is willing to be exposed to. At Asset Protection Wealth Management, now we offer our clients the opportunity to color code their assets through the color of money risk analysis. This analysis provides each member of the relationship with a financial picture and a roadmap to overall risk preferences. The result is a proprietary color of money risk analysis score. So after doing this, each individual gets a score. Now this short interactive analysis is an important part of determining determining how to properly align assets among red, yellow, and green money. Right. So tell us a little bit more about those different colors of money. How are they defined? Absolutely, Tony. That's a great suggestion. Red money assets that are subject to more risk and they can lose value, but they also provide the most opportunity for growth. Now, yellow money assets, like red assets, are subject to risk and can lose value, but are professionally managed. Professional money managers can help reduce risk and provide for growth opportunities. And then there's green money assets, and those have lesser risk or very little risk. And that's the nice part, but they may not have as much growth potential as other assets, but in that, uh, those uh, accounts, your money is less likely to go down. So to provide you with your analysis and customized report, the first step is to complete the strategy assessment, which you can do immediately following taking the Comra score. These are complimentary. All you listeners out there today, go do this. There's no charge. There's no obligation. And you'll learn a lot about your financial situation. Uh, just go to apwealthmanagement.com click my score and go through the little uh, camera exam. And then when you finish, it leads you right into the strategy assessment. So be sure and do that. You'll learn a lot about yourself and uh, learn a, a lot about helping each other through the relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's always an interesting tool to me, uh, the color of money. And uh, what's next on the list of potential relationship harming finance issues? Well, the power play is another money issue that Investopedia notes can harm relationships. A power play occurs when one partner is employed and the other isn't, or if both partners want to work, but one is struggling to find employment. A power play deals with imbalance of income and how the individual with more income or most of the income can control how the money is spent. There may be some rationale behind this idea, but it's still important that both partners cooperate and communicate when it comes to spending. Now, as we mentioned earlier, when discussing the pros and cons of different bank account options, a joint account offers greater transparency and access. However, it's not in itself a solution to lopsided power and money dynamics in a relationship. In fact, that transparency can be used to further control spending. So this imbalance can lead to what some experts call financial abuse. Financial abuse. I must admit that I haven't heard a lot about that one. 
Yeah, it's a really uh, interesting topic. There are many kinds of abuse, and financial abuse is one of the more subtle forms. According to the National Network to End Domestic Violence report, called Understanding Financial Abuse, this kind of abuse is used to control and isolate partners. The experience is unique to each relationship. Now, here's some things. Financial abuse may include controlling how your money is spent, restricting access to money or giving an allowance, withholding access to necessities like medication or food, restricting a partner's ability to work or make money, or in even in some extreme cases, theft of money, credit, or even identity theft. The full re- report is available as a part of the Moving Ahead Through Financial Management curriculum and can be downloaded for all you listeners at nnedv.org. I encourage you to do that today. Yeah, definitely. Jump right on that because those are really important things that we need to consider. And it sounds like that report would be a good resource for this. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. It's so true. And in fact, the report has valuable tips on some healthy uh, and productive ways couples can talk about their finances and their desires and needs. Every relationship and financial picture is going to be unique. Now, perhaps one member of the couple manages the day-to-day finances and bill paying. This might be functional, even fit well with both individuals' personalities. However, both should have access to and regular input on all financial decisions. Couples in healthy financial relationships can have different values related to money, but joint financial goals should be negotiated and planned for together. Couples that set plans to meet these joint goals and support each other in the process are really more likely to feel like they are in a part of a healthy money relationship. So really, you know, Tony, both partners should have access to their money. Needing to ask ask permission or hiding money or spending should be a red flag. Healthy financial relationships are about compromise, honesty, and equality. In fact, in my opinion, those are vital aspects of any part of an interpersonal relationship, be they romantic, professional, or otherwise. Yeah, great point. And before we move on, Gary, share the website where we can find that report again. Yeah, that website, Tony, uh, is nnedv.org. As a part of the Moving Ahead curriculum, a financial empowerment resource. So nnedv.org. As a reminder, this information is Uh, as curriculum is intended to be general advice for individuals in an abusive relationship, but not for everyone's situation. They're not all the same. You may need specific advice for your situation. So if so, contact a domestic violence advocate or visit thehotline.org. You may also consider contacting a financial advisor or attorney. So again, domestic violence abuse, go to thehotline.org to get all of your affairs squared away. Now, let's move on to the two final issues you have for us. The last two money issues that affect relationships are actually related, literally. They are children and extended family. The decision to have children is a big question for any relationship. Raising a child is no easy financial task. According to the most recent available information, the average cost of raising a child from birth to age 17 is $233,610 in a married two-parent middle-income family with two children. 
And this information comes from a 2017 U.S. Department of Agricultural report using information, you know, from several years ago. So with inflation, a likely factor, you can expect that number to increase in the future. Yeah. So we're really hovering around a quarter of a million dollars yeah. per child. So having children impacts not just the pocketbook, but also the calendar. Does one partner stay at home when the children are younger? How does this impact long-term retirement strategies or career advancement goals? Well, yeah, and these are all important questions we need to be asking ourselves. And that comes back to the three things that are vital uh, to a healthy financial relationship that you've mentioned. Compromise, honesty, and equality, right? That's right, Tony. And these are three really, they're really important, especially when it comes to extended family uh, and, you know, all sorts of relationships. So the issue of money and extended family can involve gifts that one side of the family can afford and the other can't, or the expectation of extravagant vacations and expenses that might not fit into a, a partnership's budget. So it could be loaning money to family members in need or for a business venture. Each of these scenarios can increase stress and cause problems in any relationship or partnership. Right. And I think that's important money to understand that money can drive a wedge between people. Absolutely. And I think we probably can all think of at least one example in our own lives, right? (laughs) Yes. And stress and friction between relatives over money feels all too common. Often we think of lending money when it comes to money challenges with extended family. That's why our last resource for today is an article from moneycrashers.com. It's called Nine Tips for Lending Money to Family and Friends. Let's examine a few of these tips before we end our time together today. First, let me say that in my opinion, it's always dangerous to lend money to family and friends. It's also a good idea not to lend money with the expectation of being paid back on simple good faith. These tips can help you set up terms that make lending possible, even if it isn't necessary, desirable, or recommended. Well, yeah, and and money can cause so many problems. Um, So what are your top tips uh, from all this that we've been discussing? Well, I feel the first tip is a really good one. It's deal with cash only. Avoid any connection or contract that could impact your credit score. Do not open a credit card in their name or co-sign on a loan. These situations put you in a position where someone else's actions could really impact your financial future. Dealing with cash avoids these entanglements. Also, only lend what you can afford. Now, again, this goes back to a very real possibility that you'll not be paid back for this loan. If such a loan puts you into dire financial straits, you could find yourself in a financial situation worse than that of the person you loan the money to. So, you know, we've covered a lot today, a wide range of potentially damaging issues, right? We, we really have. And, you know, what can be done to avoid these potentially damaging money issues is what we're talking about. And often the best way to combat these issues is with communication and honesty, using tools like the color of money, risk analysis that we have on our website, to determine risk tolerance can be a helpful step. Discussing money can be difficult and uncomfortable, and there's no magic wand that can ease all of your financial stress. However, taking important steps today can help you avoid potentially negative consequences down the road. So make make time 
and have that difficult talk soon before it becomes a relationship-killing money issue. Well, yeah, this has been a tough topic, but a good one. But as usual, our time has just flown by. Gary, is there anything else you want to share with us before we have to go today? Yeah, and Tony, I want to thank you again for joining us for this week's show. It's always fun to have you, and we encourage all the listeners to visit our website at apwealthmanagement.com to receive your Commerce score. Or give our office a call at 501-225-9045. You can also text that number. At Asset Protection Wealth Management, we provide you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. Also, if you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to call or text at 501-225-9045. All right, and listeners, that does it for today's episode of Wealth Talk with our host, Gary Garrison. Well, join us again for another episode next week of Wealth Talk. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gary Garrison at Asset Protection Wealth Management. Call 501-225-9045 or visit the website at apwealthmanagement.com. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Protection Wealth Management, LLC, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through Asset Protection Group, LLC. Asset Protection Group, LLC and Asset Protection Wealth Management, LLC are affiliated companies. Asset Protection Group, LLC, Asset Protection Wealth Management, LLC, and Gary Garrison are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.